This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... <laughs> today we feature a local gal that I just swallowed wrong, and that's terrible. <laughs> Pardon me very much. My name is Kevin McDonald, the coughing one, and uh, this is Positive Talk Radio. And we've got a gal. She's local. She's here, so you can actually benefit from her experience and who she is and what she does. And we're going to get into all of that. I'm just thrilled to death to have you here, Aaron. Uh, but first, we've got to talk to Nathan and say, hey, Nathan, how are you today? Good morning, Kevin. I'm not the only one here, or you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> It's great to be back with you after taking a little short vacation off. Well, you needed to take the time. Eric did a fine job, and uh, but we, we always appreciate having you here. You add so much to the show. I missed you last week. Oh, ain't that special? I, I, it's nice to be missed. Uh, it's been such a long time since anybody missed me. It's, never mind. Um, <laughs> so in any event, uh, Aaron McCoy is with us. Yes. And it's McCoy. 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 Yes, not yes McCoy. I am. Not McCoy. And, see, I'm I'm like uh, McDonald, not McDonald. So that's that. And uh, so there you are. Um, and welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure to, to hang out with you both. Nathan right there. Kevin right over here. I love it. <laughs> And today we are going to open up the phone lines and let people come and talk to you. Uh, but first of all, we need to let them know what they can come and talk to you about. And so let's talk about you and your coaching and your your gifts uh, that you've had. You've had the gift of insight since you were very little. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've been working with that your entire life. And you employ it in the coaching that you do and, and trying to help. And predominantly women, which is I'm fascinated with because I think that that is such a really, you know, you guys, as in you guys, as in women, I suppose it would be you gals. Us gals. Us gals, yeah. Us gals. Uh, mm -hmm. You gals. Um, you spend all of your time caring for other people, helping mm -hmm. other people out. And a lot of times you are the last ones to get taken care of. Totally. And that's and that needs to change, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because um, thank you. Well, you're welcome. If you're, oh, by the way, I gotta ask Nathan. Nathan, yes, do you know how to cook? Do I know how to cook? I'm a mean microwave user. Hey, <laughs> I can nuke up a hot pocket like nobody else. <laughs> by the way, I gotta tell you, I used to do Thanksgiving meals for my family for 15 people by myself. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Wow. So I know how to make stuffing, mashed potatoes, yams, and and I've got a killer recipe for turkey. So uh, I, before the show ends, I'm going to give people the recipe that I use for turkey, um, and and it comes out just beautifully. But we're not going to do that quite now. So you're going to have to wait. <laughs> you have to wait until uh, we get around to it. I bet and, I know uh, what the main ingredient is. Uh, turkey. How did you know? <laughs> well, I'm a little psychic myself, quite frankly. Psycho, psychic, same thing. And uh, but, Aaron, uh, let's let's focus on you for a little bit before we talk about stuffing turkeys. Um, this is a tough time of year for people. It is. It is. The holidays are definitely 
a challenge for a lot of people. And to go back to what you said about women giving of themselves before giving to them, giving of themselves before they give back to themselves. This is a time of year where that happens more than ever. I mean, hosting people, um, you know, running ragged to make sure all the details are are pulled together. It can be really exhausting. You know, it's a, it's a hard time on the energy of um, of women for sure. Well, you know, and I've never understood it, but uh, it happens this way where Thanksgiving, which everybody considers to be a day off, mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, it's not for the hostess who is putting it all together. While the men are sipping beer and having hot wings in the living room watching football. Sure. Um, the women of the of the house are putting everything together and not in all houses in my no, house. No, no, no. In my house, I did I did most a lot of the cooking mm -hmm. uh, because I grew up in the restaurant business. So I, oh, okay, yeah, I enjoyed it. But but a lot of guys are not um, interested or or gifted at that, and so they want to sit. And I work hard all the time. It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to take the day off. But they fail to recognize that somebody's not taking the day off. Well, let me go back to your turkey, your turkey recipe. What time does a turkey go in on in your house with that recipe? Um, it would go in about six six a.m. to six thirty a.m. Uh, so that right. it can be done by two thirty ish three. Sure. So I mean that in itself makes for a long day for any home cook, you know, who's who's preparing a meal and then hosting people to to celebrate and share in in the in the feast. So that's a long day, and watching after the bird is quite the endeavor sometimes. And I'll tell you, Thanksgiving is a tough meal to do because it's hard to get everything done at the same time and everything served hot. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The coordination is magical, really, it, to get it right. It really is. And so somebody's got to be really aware of how it all works and to make it happen the way it's supposed to. And so you don't get a chance <laughs> to just kind of hang out and just play around because you've got so much to do mm -hmm. and then the last 30 minutes are like crazy because you want to get the turkey done and you want to get the mashed potatoes there is i don't well, know the gravy better be hot did boy no kidding right <laughs> it coagulates if it's not exactly hot. that's it, timing in itself and mashed potatoes is the same thing nobody wants to eat cold mashed potatoes nope mm-mm and so it's really is it really is tough. And so you've got to be really together with it and what you do. And mm -hmm. and you help women. Um, well, let me ask you, how do you help women? <laughs> well, let's go back to the fact that I'm a coach. Um, I'm a spiritual, intuitive business and life coach who supports overwhelmed, sensitive, empathic, creative women to turn their sensitivity into a superpower. And that essentially means that I help women give back to themselves first without apology and to lead with the heart confidently and boldly. And that sometimes really does take a partnership with somebody else. You know, we're, we're alone a lot in our heads, in our minds. We, you know, the longest relationship we have with anyone is with ourselves. And, you know, we spend a lot of time you know, really just too alone working out our thoughts. And so women are, you know, doing a lot of shoulds. They're, you know, I've got to do this. I need to do that. There's 
a lot of external pressure to um, perform, to 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 be um, on all the time. And so my work really focuses on slowing down and returning to the unique gifts you were born with and bringing those forward and leading with that as opposed as opposed to leading um, from a place of, you know, I should do this, I should do that, I need to do this, I need to do that. So I help women with giving them permission to to just slow it down and really listen in on what's important to them. I have some women in my own life who are, uh, we'll just say driven. Uh, they're, they're, they're driven to, well, no, they're driving mostly because they're taking the kids to soccer. They're taking the kids to sure. baseball. They're mm-hmm. doing all of these things, and they've got an entire list of stuff and even when their health begins to fail and their back starts to hurt and stuff like that they don't feel whatever for whatever reason and i'm going to ask you why isn't it that they don't feel like they can take a break that they've got to continue to go at a breakneck pace to keep it all together wow well i i can speak for myself as somebody who grew up um, understanding that I needed to push hard to get everything done. And I put a lot of expectations on myself to be a high achieving, you know, type A, get it all done. That's how people are going to respect me. That's how people, people will like me more if I get it all done. And that just immediately leads to burnout. I mean, we burn out so quickly. And I think that programming or that kind of upbringing is pretty normal with a lot of women. It's like, you gotta, you gotta hustle and, and you've got to keep going and you've got, you've got a lot of people depending on you and we forget to take care of ourselves. We really do. Why do women feel that way? Is it, is it because of their upbringing? Is it because of how their moms uh, ran their house and, and they feel like they've got to compete with somebody who really doesn't even exist? Well, our mothers definitely are the first people we look at as as models for how to get things done. You know, mothers work really hard. You know, they just they just they're that's the role that they're they're playing is just to work really super hard and be there for the kids and and you know, I think of the the analogy or the the visual of the mama bird giving the baby bird food. You know, the mama bird goes out and finds it. And then she like literally, you know, throws up on the baby bird with all this food. And the baby bird's like, oh, oh, okay, we're eating now. Great. I rely on my mom to bring me sustenance. And uh, that I think, you know, I can't speak for all women. I don't try. But I definitely in, in the client work that I do see a lot of women who are you know, making sure the kids eat before they do and, you know, all the stuff that the, the baby bird and the mama bird um, visual I just explained. It's like mama bird will provide, you know. Yep. Now you also use your intuitive gifts when you're working with people. Mm-hmm. How does that play out and how does that tune in? How do you tune into your clients? Well, one of the um, tools that I use is meditation and I often teach my clients a a number of self-care tools or even spiritual tools to help them listen to, you know, more innately to themselves and their inner truth. But for me, it's about getting quiet. And even as a a young girl, I can remember, um, you know, 
being struck with the the knowledge that um, someone was going to say something, someone someone's going to do something or say something, and I would be right. You know, I'd I'd be able to guess what they were going to say, and um, I'd be be able to predict what they um, were going to do. And that comes from really being acutely aware of their body language, of their energy level, of um, their, you know, just sort of presence. And um, that is what I call tuning in to my own intuition. And like you said, the intuitive gift right there. So when I work with my clients, meditation and getting quiet now helps me tune in to them and understand at a deeper level, at a soul level, at a cellular level, um, how they're going to learn best and feel the most supported. So, you know, I bring I bring that gift with me, but I also have a background in business and marketing strategy. And so if they have a business, we are melding together like a, you know, like a tapestry, weaving together this tapestry of like, you know, practical strategy with like, let's feel into that. Let's see how you feel about, um, you know, trying this business strategy out or whatever. Does that feel aligned with you? I give space for that alignment. And that's one of my gifts too. And most women that are in business, well, most people that are in business, they can't separate. It's very difficult to separate home life from work life. Mm -hmm. They're they're all entwined. Mm -hmm. And and if if your work life isn't going well, sometimes that bleeds over to your home life and vice versa. Totally. It makes it really tough. Yeah. It makes it really tough for folks. And so if you are in that place and you're just driving around Seattle right now, and you're in that place, uh, we would love for you to give us a call, and uh, you can talk to Erin about what's going on with you, and we can put her gifts to the test, if you will. Oh, and, goodness. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's no, no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. And uh, But, Nathan, if somebody wants to give us a call, how does they do that? They can just give us a call at 425-373-5527, or if you want a toll-free line, it'll be one 298 Five five six nine, and don't forget before the end of the show, I'm going to give you a killer recipe about turkey. So don't go anywhere um, because it's it's important, and you you will get rave reviews. I promise. Or Aaron's it's Aaron's idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not, not gonna. Not gonna take uh, responsibility for nothing, which I find is that in a lot of cases, um, the men of the house don't want to necessarily take responsibility for what's going on inside the house. Um, I will. Um, I will add. I will up you on that turkey recipe and give you my favorite Thanksgiving recipe too. That's easy. Oh, cool! Easy, it, it, easy, easy appetizer. Oh, cool! That yeah. that that would be that would be awesome. So mm-hmm. so so hang out with us because uh, we're going to do, we're going to do that. And uh, now in your bio, it says that that you were intuitive as a kid, but you didn't really know how to handle that. Um, I'm of the mind that we all have a, a level of intuitiveness mm-hmm. that we can call upon when we need to, mm-hmm. if we choose to. But a lot of us don't. Why did you choose to ignore it? Did you ignore it for a period? Oh, yeah. I mean, people would look at me strangely when I'd be able to finish their sentences, when I'd be able to, you know, just really tune into them and and call them out of of whatever they were feeling. And, 
eventually I learned to so many people in the sensitive world or the empathic world or the intuitive world downplay that gift because from the outside, people are like, how did you know that? You're weird. What's wrong with you? You know, like they, they, they have this reaction to it that it's something bad or wrong. And that's not true. It just, it just is. It's just a, it's just a, a part of our, you know, makeup, shall we say, you know, when you're an intuitive. Um, so yeah, I, for a long time, you know, I would keep it under the radar and I would just sort of sneak it in a little bit here and there. But it wasn't until I began to realize in my early 20s that I was only doing a disservice to myself and not allowing my gift to thrive and to grow and to develop. And so, you know, like I said, meditation has really helped. It, you know, when I get calm, when I get quiet, I can really dig into that and it becomes a it becomes like a living, breathing entity of its own. It's cool. And it's much better now. I I use it so much more um, actively than I did when I was a, a kid being told, that's weird, you're weird or whatever. So, you know, it's interesting that, that we talk about that because I was thinking about this early this morning, which is where I do most of my thinking is in, you know, um, <laughs> when the lights are out and, um, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself that, uh, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Okay, because I've got this voice that's in my head mm-hmm. and I I will hear this voice when, as an example, I'm about ready to leave my house mm-hmm. and my cell phone is sitting on my desk mm-hmm. and I'll get the I'll get this message that says, well, you better take your cell phone. Hmm. And I, am I weird or is it just, because then what I'll do, I used to say, nah. I won't worry about it. And inevitably, whenever I did that and I left the house and didn't follow that voice, I would need the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that, do you experience that or is that just kind of my, my weird way of, of, of reacting, reacting to things? No, no, I, I think listening to that voice or that intuition is really important. And I, I, you know, I, I experienced that too. It's like, oh good, hmm, yeah, oh God, like don't take, this is where it happens for me since we're in Seattle. This is very re- re- relatable. I will be driving and I'll hear this voice inside going and I'm not, you know, when, you, when I'm driving, I'm not necessarily using any apps for traffic or anything. I'm just like focused on driving and I'll, I'll hear this. Don't take 99 today. Don't do it. 99's clogged or some sort of like that just does not feel right. And I'll tell you, if I take another route and and totally avoid 99 in this instance, I will have a much more peaceful drive, calm drive, less traffic drive. You mean you're going to drive it without having Nathan tell you what's going on? <laughs> it's in funny. The traffic as, report? as you were Nathan. saying that, I was just looking at what's going on in traffic. And right now on State Route 99, southbound, just south of Royal Brougham Way, there's an obstruction blocking the center lane. <laughs> See, it happened right there. See, in, in that incredible. And, and. So you understand. That's funny. Sorry, that's funny. I was looking at your face, Nathan, and you just look so shocked for a <laughs> second. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, I listened to that that voice. It's like, don't do it. Or or this is where you need to go. 
And I, I lean into that because when I don't, that's when I go, oh, why didn't I listen to that voice? Right. Same as the cell phone. Right. Yep. I get the same thing with my keys. I get the same thing with with mm-hmm. uh, any anything that I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I even get messages like if I'm driving, as an example, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. every light is turning into a red light. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had one of those days where you're late for an appointment and every light is red? Totally. And and so you're getting angrier and angrier and angrier because you need to get to this appointment. And, um, and I'll get a voice in my head that says, would you relax? You're going to be fine. You're going to mm-hmm. get there on time, and we're just testing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so, I'll I'll laugh, and then I'll relax, and then I'll get there on time, and it won't matter. Okay. Right. And so I spent all of this time getting all twitterpated. <laughs> I think twitterpated is a word, isn't it? Oh, I Nathan, love that word. <laughs> Nathan, is twitterpated a word? I mean, uh, something. There is a word like I don't know, like twits going around on Twitter. Well, but Twitter's going away, but never, never, I'm not going there. That's a whole uh, but, other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show. No, Twitter painted, I think that was, um, 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 cartoon, um, um, uh, uh, Eeyore was also in there. It's like, um, um, anyway, um, so if you know what Twitterpated, what the origin of Twitterpated is, please call in at 206 or whatever the number is, 425 Apparently it comes from Bambi. Oh, no kidding. It is a cartoon. Yeah. Okay, cool. It, it, it might be from the rabbit. I, I'm all Twitterpated. I don't know. So anyway, but that's but that's what we do is we get ourselves all worked up and we get ourselves all worked out up for nothing. Uh, here's so the let, quote. The owl oh. says nearly everybody gets Twitterpated in the springtime. Oh, my God. This is amazing. I love this. <laughs> everybody gets Twitterpated. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that means what I think it means then. Anyway, um, so <laughs> So he's, he's Nathan's excited got it. or overcome by romantic feelings. Oops, oh. they, that didn't mean what I thought it meant. So we all learned something here today. We this did. is cool. Or we're reminded way deep somewhere in our consciousness when we saw Bambi. Maybe we, we you know, got it from there. So if you if you are driving home tonight and you're thinking to yourself, what how can I present what I want to talk about with my significant other, just say, "Hey, honey, let's get Twitterpated tonight and see what they say." <laughs> That's the way to open a conversation. I like that. It will open it. I hope it doesn't mm-hmm. close. It, but, uh, right. but you know, who knows? But in any event, we're talking with Erin McCoy. She is from around here, um, so you can go to ErinMcCoyCoaching.com. Mm-hmm. And you can and you can get the information that you need to contact her. She's a lovely person. She's very talented at what she does, and in, in, in including in that is coaching and marketing for women in business. Um, mm-hmm. I had a gal on yesterday on Wednesday, uh, two of them actually, and they were telling us the difference between women in small businesses and men in small businesses mm-hmm. as far as the financing that they get how the percentage of of women are are being able to get financing and stuff like that it's it's, it's really night and day between men and women and um i would like to see that change and you're working to see that change too yeah my personal mission is to give women more tools to 
do what they love and be who they are so that the ripple effect is across all areas of their life in their relationships and the planet. So, you know, flipping the script on some of our traditional ways of doing things, I think women have a have the potential and a, a real opening right now to to do just that. And I, I love supporting that. How did you decide to get into that segment of coaching? Well, I became an entrepreneur by accident and I like quite literally was let go from a job that I didn't love and it was a great blessing. And I started my, my business sort of, you know, putting a note on LinkedIn and saying, does anybody need marketing help? I mean, that's where I started with, with consulting and coaching. And I, I got three clients from that LinkedIn post. It was amazing. And so I started my business like that. And so I was an unexpected entrepreneur and man, you know, the fact that I came from a marketing and business background, I think really helped me, but so many women do not have that entrepreneurial knowledge. Like how do I start a business and how do I market it? And how do, you know, all of those questions, they just want to do something, you know, with their passion and turn that into a business. So they like logistics around building a thriving business, you know, that isn't necessarily something they come with when they start a business. So I did, I had, I had this wonderful background. And so it became really important to me as I grew my consultancy and then my coaching practice to help other women with those kinds of logistics, but also to help them shift the mindset that they either couldn't do it or didn't deserve the wealth and prosperity that could come from doing what they love or um, integrating their values into their business. And so it's like my personal mission to help more women do that because um, we need more people helping, you know, helping each other in this way and both men and women alike. So I'm a take it, it's a personal thing for sure. It, it, it's a really cool personal thing. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm committed to the belief that nothing happens by chance that it was that you losing that job at that time mm -hmm. was not only not an accident, it was, but we had divine purpose behind it. For sure. For and sure. I think that everyone who is, as we negotiate through life, we all have a tendency to go, Oh, that was a bad experience or that was terrible. Or, or I'm not, I'm, you know, the things that are going on with us, we don't recognize the value that everything that we have that goes on with us is designed for a greater purpose for us to get us to where we want to go. Mm -hmm. I know that, at least in my in my experience. How about yours? Is that is that absolutely? I I I think that that being able to have the presence of mind to accept that everything that happens to you is for you. You know that that it is for there's a divine aspect to it, you know, to help you seize the opportunities to live more purposefully, to, to be more present in your own human experience as you go through life. Um, when I lost the job, I mean, for about a minute, I was like, oh, oh, that hurt a little. My ego was like, hey, um, but then I looked at it from the aspect of they gave me severance, they gave me unemployment. I have this opportunity to try something new. I was bored in the job anyway, you know, like 
wow, I get to try something new. It was so magical to, to take that leap and terrifying as well. But I loved the idea of the catalyst came in this way for me. And it's just been like that, you know, that was well, 10 years ago um, that that all happened. And man, I'm so glad it did because I am so much more in alignment with what I'm supposed to be here doing on this planet at this time. And that was all by divine intention. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the story of the 50,000 foot view? Do tell. I strongly believe that since we are here on this planet and we are here to walk amongst the trees, we get to be in the middle of the forest. Now, if you've been in the middle of a forest, especially around here, there's a lot of trees and you cannot see very far. You can't see far ahead of you, can't see far behind you. Mm-hmm. You have got a guide or guides or angels or whatever that are on the other side that they get the 50,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. So they get to pull back to and they see where you are. They see where you want to where you have made it plain where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And then their job is to determine how are we going to get you there? Mm-hmm. And so as you're walking amongst the trees and you're going one tree in front of the, and you're walking one tree, see, you have to have a little, you have to trust and you have to have faith that your guides are going to take you in the direction that you yourself want to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get off track. And so what happens then you get nudged back onto track. Sure. And and stuff like that. And and what do you think of that analogy? Oh my God! Well, divine GPS. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what that is. By the way, we're talking with Aaron McCoy, and if you'd like to give us a call, you can at four two five three seven three five five two seven. We need to take a break, real quick, for just just I promise it's going to be two minutes, and then we're going to talk about recipes for Thanksgiving, um, the turkey recipe, and Aaron's got an appetizer recipe, and uh, Nathan's got a microwave that we're going to use. <laughs> Plus a horror story from one of my Thanksgivings. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, exciting. I love it. <laughs> so we'll be right back in just two minutes, I promise. Don't go anywhere. When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code POSITIVETALKRADIO at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com These days, it's difficult to be able to do it all, especially as a small business owner. Marketing your business can be really tough, especially developing a presence on social media, creating commercial content, and media production. That's where KMmedia.pro can help. You see, in addition to creating a great podcast called Positive Talk Radio, we also have a radio show, video, audio production, content creation, including commercials, video shorts and trailers, voiceovers, social media development, and so much more. It only makes sense to hire a pro to get your business noticed. That's what we do. Please visit kmmedia.pro for more information and to schedule a consultation to take your business stream to the next level. That's kmmedia.pro. Yes, we can. (laughs) 
And welcome everybody back to Positive Talk Radio. It is a Friday afternoon, and I'm just glad that you're all here. We're talking with Aaron McCoy, who's a business and marketing coach. I gotta ask you, how did that commercial sound? Was it was it okay? I thought that was pretty darn good. I like that you offer all those um, those wonderful services to support people. It and is amazing. You right. have an amazing radio voice, so you know it's kind of a twofer right there. Well, and I do I do voiceovers, and I mm-hmm. do uh, I can do uh, I've done audiobooks and stuff like that, so I can I can do all of that kind of thing. And if you're interested in in somebody with a, a dynamic radio voice, no, there it is, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, but uh, Aaron, if you want to go to Aaron McCoy coaching.com, you can find out all about her and the work that she does. She is, by the way, I'm going to stress this again. She is local. She lives here. And one of these days, uh, Nathan, we're going to come see you on a Friday. I would and love to have you here. I want, I definitely want to come see where you are since your view is so nice. He's on the fifth floor of a beautiful building in, in Factoria on a hill. I can probably see your house from here. I'll I'll keep well. Actually, from where you are, you can probably see both Kevin's and my house because I remember where Kevin lives. Too. I'm really tall. Just jump up and wave. You'll probably see me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Well, so we promised, and I want to I, I want to honor the promise that we made that we we're going to tell you about a couple of recipes. But first. Nathan got me intrigued with a horror story that happened on uh, Thanksgiving. I've got another horror story, but this is this is a real horror story that that uh, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of uh, things where you don't get what you expect. And I was going through a Thanksgiving, uh, you know, lineup and going through all the dishes, dishing off my plate, go through the turkey and uh, get all everything, and I get to the mashed potatoes. Like, oh, they made a lot of mashed potatoes this year, so I just grabbed some mashed potatoes. And long story short, went to the table and started eating, got to the mashed potatoes. Like, these mashed potatoes, they don't really taste that good. I don't really want to offend the person that made them, but how do you screw up mashed potatoes? (laughs) And, well, later on in the meal, somebody is talking and says, oh, so-and-so, your mashed cauliflower is really good. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's why. So my horror story is... Never put the mashed cauliflower, if you make it, right next to the mashed potatoes. They might taste really good for people that like cauliflower, but if you're not a fan of stock vegetables like broccoli or cauliflower, like me, you're not going to be in for a very good treat. Oh, what a horrible surprise. (laughs) So then I went back and got what was actually the mashed potatoes. I was like, oh, this is so much better. And because you were so looking, you know, that first bite of mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving is just magical. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it really is cool to do. And and uh, um, and when it turns out to be something that you don't expect, it can be life changing. You need to go see a coach. And I've got a coach for you. She's sitting right here. <laughs> well, I could coach you on. Um, I certainly could coach you on potatoes if you wanted, because. One of my favorite things to make at Thanksgiving, and I I discovered this years and years ago when my husband and I were dating and I was trying to impress his family. So I made, for Thanksgiving, we had a potato bar. So we had mashed potatoes, we had scallop potatoes, we had all different kinds of potatoes. And the piece de resistance was I took hash browns 
and I waffle ironed them. And so we had waffle iron hash browned potatoes as one of the potato. Oh my God, my brothers-in-law were like, you got to marry this girl. You got to marry her. She made hash brown potatoes in the waffle iron. I'm like, that's it. So potato bar at Thanksgiving. There's your coaching right there. Do it. And then yes. you can play some sort of like potato roulette and stick some mashed cauliflower in the, somewhere in there. <laughs> I do sneak that in now. So if, if you're listening, family, you should know mashed cauliflower does make an appearance in, in one dish or two. Now, do you mix them? With the with the yeah. potatoes. Yeah. yeah, I I my one brother in law cannot tell. He's just so <laughs> excited to see potatoes. He thinks they're potatoes, but they're actually blended with the potato. Just leave him to his fantasies. That's right. That's you right. Know, yeah. That's, that's that's what it really you said you had a uh, uh, recipe for an appetizer? I do. So one of my favorite appetizer um at easy appetizer, you take a pie plate. You put a round of brie in the pie plate. You turn the oven on to 350, put the round of brie in the pie plate, and you take like canned or jarred cranberry sauce, and then you just put the cranberry sauce around the brie in the pie plate, and then you put it in the oven, and you bake it for like until the brie is all bubbly and it sort of expands out, and then you have this like wonderful sort of fruity cheesy and you know delicious sort of dip and you serve it with crackers it's so easy i mean it's it's a round of brie and enough of your you know cranberry sauce or whatever around the outside it's done people eat never leave any never leave any of that behind it's it's colorful it's flavorful mm -hmm. and it's it's warm and it's hot and that, that would be mm -hmm. really cool yeah. Another, then here's a little extra. So I'm Canadian and back in my Canadian days of living in Canada, that, that particular recipe was the round of brie. And then you get some maple syrup, you melt the brie and the maple syrup together. You just drizzle maple syrup over top of the brie, bake it, and then you put crushed pecans on it. And then you eat it with crackers. Oh. I'm drooling now. Thank you, Kevin and Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> You are you are so welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my uh, and this recipe that I have for turkey is very simple, but it's very tried and true. Okay. So what you do? First of all, if anybody who's listening here, if you put bread stuffing into a turkey, you're going to have a dry turkey because what happens is the uh the moisture from the bird itself is absorbed in the bread and so the the, the turkey comes out a lot drier so never put stuffing into the bird itself you cook it on the outside you put it in in nathan's microwave uh, the folks will be over in a little while nathan and and so but what you do is you take the turkey and you take and by the way you take both ends out of it uh the the uh giblets and all of that from one end and and you make sure the both cavities are clear and then you take apples oranges um um garlic um cloves and um and then you you dice them up and you put them and that's what you stuff the turkey with and onions and onions mm. And then you use just salt and pepper, and you cook all of that in there. The turkey will come out a lot more flavorful. It'll come out. It'll have a slight uh, lemony or, or orange scent to it, and it'll be a very uh, moist and tender. And people will go, my gosh, what did you do to the turkey? It's wonderful. 
So there. And it's really cool. Oh, I love the fruit idea. Yeah. Because that's what a great idea. What happens is the fruit will will uh, as as it as it cooks it it uh, sends its flavors into the meat and stuff like that. So it's it's really is is simple, but it it and it's very forgiving. So you you know how you always are stressing that the turkey is going to be overcooked by the time everything else is done and and stuff. It, it, this has very forgiving. So you've got a lot of time before you have to worry about it getting dry and all that kind of stuff. So. Sounds that's good. my contribution. I've I've done it for years, and I've had people all the time say that is really good, especially, especially a chi- uh, a, a turkey leg with with kind of an orange glaze feel to it. It's really it's really good. So, do you do anything to the skin? No, I well, I used like well, you see, what you do is you uh, um, put um, um, butter over the top of it when you're going to put it in the oven and then you put a foil wrap around it kind of a, a tent mm-hmm. uh, around the the bird itself so that it doesn't um brown uh, prematurely and then um about a half hour before the turkey is done then you take the um um the uh, tent off the the foil tent off and then that will um brown the turkey for you Mm-hmm. Um, so, because if you if you leave the turkey just naked on top for six hours, it's going to be dry and burnt and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that's true. So, thank you for reminding me of that because that that's an mm-hmm. important component mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of doing that. And then you can put like Johnny's on it or um, or accent or something like that if you want to do that um, on on the skin on the outside. Oh, I am so hungry now, Nathan. Are you making lunch? <laughs> It's right around that time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 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 Turkey <laughs> all around now with mashed cauliflower. It yeah. is <laughs> Stop haunting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think of you when I'm making mashed potatoes this week, Nathan. You can this make it. Just week. put like a little label next to it or maybe mm-hmm. put it on a different section of the table. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, when you do um, uh, mashed potatoes made out of... A cauliflower do you just cook the heck out of the cauliflower and then mash it up well you can you can certainly i would you know in my in my world i would roast a head of cauliflower with some spices on it or just even salt and pepper simple little olive oil and then when it was roasted then i would blend it in the blender or the food processor and then i would make my potatoes and i would make sure that they're around the same consistency. So if you like a really smooth potato, you're going to rice the potatoes in a ricer or uh, blend it up, whatever, and make sure they're sort of the same consistency and then put them together with the milk and the butter and the whatever else, sour cream or whatever, uh, you know, thickening agent you use. And um, it's seriously like I will do you know, a, a bowl of mashed potatoes with mashed cauliflower and nobody knows the difference. And I, you know, I'd, I bet you I you, would. <laughs> Nathan, I'm sending you the recipe. I'm sending it to you. Um, yeah, actually, you can buy cauliflower already, already blended up. It's called riced cauliflower and you can get it in the frozen section typically or the fresh food section. So less work. And the reason you would do make... I suppose that there is a real solid reason why you would use cauliflower instead of good old baked mashed potatoes. Is it because it's lower in calories? Is it better mm-hmm. for you? Is that what yep. it is? Yep. 
Yeah, it's about adding more vegetables, low calorie vegetables into your meal. So you're tricking your family. Is that what you're telling me? Totally. Yeah. I do it all the time. I do it with I do it with lasagna. I do it I I will throw things into things that they have no idea like I make a meatloaf. <laughs> I make a meatloaf that they're just they cry. They're like, "Get us. We want to eat the meatloaf." And I'm like, "Great." And I use ground turkey and they have no idea they think it's beef because I just it's all about the seasoning and the way that and mushrooms are involved for that. So it's I trick them. I just cuz I want they're all, you know, they a little bit more healthful food would be good for everybody. Okay, when you're coming to the studio next time, we're going to do a blind test. You're going to have one bowl of mashed potatoes and <laughs> one bowl of mashed cauliflower. You're not going to tell me which one it is and see if I can figure out which one it is. Oh, my God. You know, that would be really fun and actually would be a great video promo for this show. Would be Nathan trying out the cauliflower versus potatoes. Use it on your social media, use it in your, you know, YouTube channel, whatever. Oh, that I would, would be... watch that. I would watch that on repeat. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. Yes. That that would be that would be a lot of fun to do. So next time that you and we're gonna do a Friday or a Wednesday afternoon. No, probably more like Friday because traffic is better at noon than it is at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we'll go out to dinner and have uh mashed cauliflower. Mashed potatoes and mashed cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we can do that and, and stuff. So it's, it's uh, again, by the way, Erin uh, McCoy, she is a coaching phenomenon locally and also uh, is very intuitive in what she does. And um, she, she's all about helping people. And so, so get in touch with her. That, that, that would be awesome. You know, when I was a kid now, I predate some of you by quite a few years now. And when I was a kid, my mother tried to fool us by using half and half of milk and powdered milk at the same time. Wow. And that didn't go over well at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. In those days, powdered milk was like, yeah. Like paste. Yeah. 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 So, but, but she felt that she didn't, they didn't, they didn't have a lot of money back then. So uh, they were, they were trying to get by, but. Hey, but, that's better than just water. I mean, a lot of people just put water in their mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's true. And, or broth. But, yeah. But you can't put water on your cereal, which is what a staple of right. our house was. Oh, sorry. I'm still thinking about the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe that anybody, if you're going to make mashed potatoes, they're going to make mashed potatoes. And if you want garlic mash with a little pepper and, and, and with butter and all of that, they're designed to be as unhealthy as can be. Uh, and um, so if you want to do something else, do something else. But, but if you want to do mashed potatoes, do that. It's like, it's like, have you ever been to the Midwest? Yes. They're heavy into gravies. And- oh, yeah. And, oh my god! And they put tater tots or potato chips on everything, which pretty much is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and but that's why their their lifespan is a little short. <laughs> shorter than some <laughs> it's a whole them. different lifestyle for sure. It really is. It mm-hmm. really is. So, mm-hmm. um, so do you do you have a, a family that that you get together with on Thanksgiving? Um, my husband's family, um, are local and we are going to get together and do some sort of really easy takeout something this year. Nobody's cooking. Nobody has the energy. My, my, uh, parents-in-law are both in their mid eighties. So they just, you know, it's going to be super simple. Um, and my family's in Canada. So I do Thanksgiving with them in October when real Thanksgiving is. 
So <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Thanksgiving in Canada is a different date. And it is than it, it is, is in the United States. That's true. Any idea why that is? Um, you know, I believe it has something to do with um some sort of historical event, but I honestly I don't really care because it's just another opportunity to have turkey dinner. And that's, you know, I'll be honest, that's my transparency right there. I love the meal that comes with Thanksgiving. So October, November, December, all opportunities for turkey. You know, Christmas, two Thanksgivings. It sounds pretty good. Absolutely. Now, there are people, and I made a reference to Rocky earlier, mm-hmm. uh, whereas he and uh, Adrian have left their house, and, and Polly had thrown the turkey into the backyard. Right. And, and, uh, and, and Adrian said, but Rocky, it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people in our culture right now that are saying to themselves, yeah, well, to you, it's Thanksgiving. To me, it's, you know, like Thursday. Is that your Sylvester Stallone impression just there, right there? Well, yeah. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Adrian, it's a turkey. (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, of course, Paulie got the leg, and then he threw the rest of it out in the backyard. Right. Oh, my God. Well, what's your favorite Rocky movie? uh, Probably Rocky Three. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yes, although, can I tell you the story about Rocky? Yes. I was uh, living in Portland at the time. I was with my uh, girlfriend there, and we went to see a movie that we heard nothing about. And she, well, she'd heard that it was a good movie, but we hadn't seen any promos for it or anything. And it was Rocky, Rocky One. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed with the movie, and I loved it so much that I decided that I was going to become a professional boxer. Wow. So what happened next? Did you gym membership, trainer, what? I went down to, there was a gym on, it was called the Eagles Gym in 7th and Union, and that's where professional fighters trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, uh, in those days, long ago, Boone Kirkman was there, uh, Ibar Arrington was there, there were other um, um, other fighters that were there, and there was a gentleman by the name of Joe Toro, who was a professional trainer, manager, and uh I went and talked to him, and and he, I was 5'8 and 170, 180 pounds, and he said, well, you know, you're going to have to lose 30 pounds, but I think you'd be okay. And so I started working out, and uh, and every day I, on the way there, I would be going there, and the theme from Rocky would play on the dun 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 And so um, I tried, was getting into shape and was getting better at it, and he said to me, he honestly said to me, and he said, look, man, I'm a professional trainer. I think you could be champion of the world. Wow. That's what I said. Yeah. He said, yeah, I could be champion of the world. And he said, yeah, you're just going to have to work really hard at it, but you're fast. You've got a punch that um, one of the other guys said, you hit somebody in his shoulder and it makes his spleen bleed. Yeah. Uh, because which is not a like for in most people that wouldn't be a compliment but for if you're a boxer right that is yeah, yeah. And, so, and so i was getting into shape getting into shape and one of the places one of the things that they did is they took fighters uh amateur fighters up to monroe reformatory and we would fight the inmates and he, wow. he said well don't worry about it you're going to we're going to match you with a guy who's your likability 
and has never fought and never been in the ring and, and stuff like that so that you can learn from together and learn how to do that. And I said, well, okay, I'll do that. And so we went up there and, uh, um, first of all, I don't recommend anybody ever going to prison, even if you're visiting it's, mm-hmm. it, it sucks. And, yeah. um, and so we get, we get there and the, the, um, uh, bleachers are full of people. Um, on one side, the bleachers are full of white people, with a couple of black people uh fixed and the other one is black people with a couple of white people and it's because they're they're relationship bound and that kind of stuff so and it was you, you it was creepy to say the least because these guys these guys were bloodthirsty mm-hmm. and um and so what i didn't realize was me being just a kid i was thinking boxing was a game Boxing is not a game for somebody who's been in trouble for most of their life and are in prison and all they do is have time to work out and to get their frustrations out on some poor white kid who came up to thinking it was just a game. So I get into the ring and I have a, and I, I, I fight with, with this guy and, uh, I won round one. I almost knocked him out. Um, and, then I decided to conserve my energy and uh, a little bit. And so came out for round two and he started to take advantage and started to beat me and, and had me up at one point, had me up against the ropes. Oh God. And if you listen, if you ever listen to the uh, referee, he will say, protect yourself at all times. Well, he had me up against the ropes. The referee stepped in to break us up. I dropped my hands and he hit me, knocked me out, broke my cheek. Wow. Oh my God. Now I tell you that story and then I had to go to the hospital and then I had to have surgery to replace my cheek or fix my cheek and all that. I tell people that I could have been a champion boxer, but the reason that God did not want me to do that is he wanted me to keep a brain in my head. Hmm. So he taught me early and, and completely that this is not for you. So even though it was a bad experience, it was a good experience. That makes sense. Yeah, well, quite the experience. You could have been a contender. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Well, he I could have been a contender. I've never told that story on the radio, so I want wow. to thank you for letting me do that. Thank you for sharing. That was very interesting. I, I see you in a whole new light. I was a tough kid, but uh, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a tough kid anymore. No. I, I've got a softer side. By the way, Erin McCoy has been our guest. She's going to come back often I'm, I'm because I just love talking to you. Oh, back at you, Kevin. Nathan, you too. Looking Enjoy forward talking to, to you. taste test yeah. next time. Me too. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This has been super fun. And I'm starving, so I'm going to go try to find some lunch after this. Absolutely. Go, go have some lunch. By the way, I want to set myself aside and I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience, you got about uh, 35, 40 seconds, tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Um, well, if you're interested in talking to me or, um, sharing a little bit about where you are in your personal journey, you can find me at AaronMacoyCoaching.com. Very good. And uh, she is, she's dynamic. She can help you with her business. She thinks in a, in a marketing way all the time. So we're going to have to talk more about that. <laughs> you got it, Kevin. So and thank you for being here. And Nathan, I'm uh, welcome back. I'm glad that you you're back. Thank you, Kevin. It's, it's been a great show. And uh, by the way, go to positivetalkradio.net If you want to find out more about me and the show and what we're doing, if this is your first time here, where the hell have you been for the last 18 years? So in any of that, 
<laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, by the way, uh, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we've got. We'll see you Monday morning, Monday afternoon at three.